Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 34 of the Creative Exponent Podcast. And today, we have a guest for you. It's becoming like the normal thing. The normal thing. But we have Marielle from Young in the Mountains, and... Mm totally different kind of guest. She's a jewelry designer and does incredibly beautiful and unique work. And I'm going to let Shauna introduce her to you a little bit more because she is how we found her through a very fun purchase. Yeah. Well, so actually my sister-in-law is who introduced me to your brand probably maybe two and a half years ago. I'm just sort of a minimalist with, with my jewelry. I sort of have pieces that I love. They're usually a little big or statement kind of weird, something off the beaten path, you know, and once I find something like that's, I'm, if you see me in a necklace, I'm pretty much going to have one of two or three on and that's it. You know what I mean? So she, uh, she introduced me to your brand and I was just like, these rings are magical, you know, like it just felt like magic to me. Um, and so anyway, long story short, a couple years later, uh, my, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, as weird as that is to say at almost 40, um, you know, <laughs> gave me one of your rings out of the blue. I, number one, had no idea he was about to propose to me. Number two, I certainly didn't know that he would, you know, have worked with you to create a to create a set. And so, um, man, it's just, it's beautiful and it has so much meaning and, you know, and I know you have different, of course, we can talk about that a little more different sets that have different meanings, but, you know, for him, like each individual piece had a, you know, a specific, um, you know, meaning to him for our family and, uh, you know, selection of the stone and everything. So it was just the coolest. He had just kind of seen me looking at your stuff a lot. You know, I'd never brought it up. It's not like I said, um, this is what I'd want one day, you know? So he just paid attention and got in touch with you on Instagram, which he doesn't even use (laughs) and then had it designed. And so, yeah. So that is how I know you. I've got my wedding ring on right now, and it's uh, got your your stamp on it. So what a guy! Yeah. So Marielle, tell us how did you get into designing jewelry? Um, yeah. I've always been a make. Um, I always sometimes have a a hard time when people say jewelry designer because that implies to me that you just draw on paper. Uh-huh. You know, I think. I think it's important that Uh everyone realize and what I want people to know is that we make jewelry. We don't draw on paper. There's no sketchbooks in our studio. We sit down with materials and we we create. And I think it all stems from just having like, I have inherited my dad's hands, like idle hands. I have really good hand-eye coordination. I cannot not be fiddling with something. So um, I'm sure it, you know, just having good dexterity in my hands and then having an artistic family that always supported me I was always making things and I've made I used to pride myself on the fact that I could make anything I'm really good at um, looking at something and sort of deconstructing the process of how it became what it is what we're looking at like I get I get process Um, so I Mm -hmm. started making jewelry um, and selling jewelry when I was in high school 
and I would sell at the farmer's market. Um, but I, I always tell the story that I have been making jewelry since I was five because my, and I have no recollection of it, but my dad does have a necklace I made where I had found a oyster shell in the garden and instructed him about how I needed a hole drilled in it. And I had this like light blue ribbon and I, and this necklace exists and my dad always tries to sell it back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to, I like, I like oh. to count that as like my first piece. Um, uh, right. yeah. So it, it sort That's of started awesome. organically, just, um, just being a creative and making lots of different things and and now here I am well That's sorry awesome. you froze up there for a second I know, <laughs> we're doing I'm this having... call over zoom so I know. yeah it's the worst yeah I think we're having I a little we bit froze. of a delay issue so I think the thing that's so that I find really unique about your jewelry there there are a lot of people who make jewelry and you kind of think about like somebody saying they're making jewelry with their you yeah. know their little beads and everything and and yours it's it's not no. like that. It's this, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like, how yeah. did you start working with? So I, I love that you shared that you're really good at sort of deconstructing yeah. process because yeah. I think that's where the strength of your jewelry, how it's made and how it's designed shows up. Um, is that it's not just like I'm threading beads. I just kind of mm-hmm. beat this wire into a ring. It's like it's a very it, it long process. Like there is a real if process. People really yeah. saw. Yeah. yeah. So how did you start to play with those materials and the stones and all of that? Um, that has kind of a nice yeah. story. Um, I started, like I said, I'd been making jewelry for a really long time. Um, in high school, I started working with wood because my dad is a boat builder, so I had access to lots of different beautiful hardwoods. And um, mm. I was using, first I was making jewelry out of wood with no heat because I didn't know how to use a torch. Then um, <laughs> when I gained like silver smithing <laughs> skills, I was able to add silver into the equation. And I started doing inlay, which is where you take, um, you take a material and you carve it into the shape of a space that you've already created. Um, so my dad used to make instruments as well and there's inlay in the necks of guitars and um yeah so i was i was familiar with that and like how to inlay silver into wood and so i started using wood and silver and doing this inlay process figured out based on what my dad told me about how it works in instruments and then um one day when i was waiting tables like i think it must have been like in 2010 or 2011 or something, uh, I met someone at the restaurant who told me about Ghost Ranch, which is a, um, it's a retreat center. A lot of people are familiar with it because that's where Georgia O'Keeffe painted after she left New York. Oh, yeah. um, okay. And they had yeah. lapidary class, which is where you cut stone and inlay. Um, so that, I mean, that's like what my, my craft is now. Um, and so once right. I went to Ghost Ranch and got to use the professional stone cutting tools, it it was, I, I picked it up incredibly quick because I'd been doing the same thing, but just with wood. Um, mm, and then my jewelry okay. does look very cool. different because those, those lapidary tools are really expensive because the, you have to use diamond, um, diamond coated mm-hmm. bits, diamond coated wheels, diamond coated mm-hmm. everything in order to cut rocks. rocks. Uh, diamond yeah. is the hardest material. So in order to cut or polish another rock, you, it's all synthetic diamond coated. So not many people do lapidary yeah. because it's a, it's a expensive, um, medium to get into. And also it's really dirty, really industrial. The equipment yeah. is big. Um, it's not a casual 
thing you probably do at your dining table. We love trying new things. So that's, that's a bummer. But so, so do you have all that gear now? That's yeah. And a lot of times, um, most communities have lapidary, um, lapidary groups. Um, it's traditionally like an older person's hobby, I think. Um, so there's a lot of, Uh and because the equipment's so expensive, um, most likely your town has a lapidary club. And you can go, you know, this is before COVID and it'll be after COVID. You can go to these centers and you can use all the equipment. And a lot of them are geologists and they go on like rock hounding adventures where they find their own rocks. And um, it's very much tied to geology mm-hmm. and people who are fascinated mm-hmm. with um, like stones and kind of the evolution of the planet. Um, it's, uh, yeah. I'm using it in a different way to make jewelry. I am interested in yeah in geology but it's not by any means my background or specialty so do you do your stone cutting then at a lapidary club or do you have all your own no because i've invested in i've invested in all the equipment so i have an entire i could start my own lapidary club if i felt like sharing but i guess (laughs) i do with my employees like yeah it's a it's a private it's a private club at the moment that i pay them to participate in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Where, do you, awesome. Now, do you find, do you source your own stones? Do you actually go find some or do you, is it some, do you order them from, a, I don't know, a lapidary website? Yeah, or? It's, it's a combination. It's a combination. Um, we, we, we pride ourselves at Young the Mountains in using American mind inlay stones only mm-hmm. because the West is a huge uh, source of beautiful stones and turquoise is, is only found in a few places in the world. And I'm lucky enough to have grown up yeah. in the West where it's, it's all around, um, you know, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, um, mm-hmm. Nevada is a huge source, Arizona. So um, we do go to those, um, we do go by in person, mostly it's from miners because those are such valuable stones that you're not going to be allowed on somebody's property or somebody, somebody's not going to let you wander yeah. into their mine and pick up their livelihood. So we end right. up buying yeah. from yeah. direct from miners at um, events. Um, there's gem shows all around the country, but there's a really, really weird one in Quartzsite, Arizona, that is like... I always describe it as like Burning Man for old minor grandpas. <laughs> and then there's it's you the there. It's the weirdest combination. It's right. the weirdest combination of like of of like of like metaphysical hippies and then like minor grandpas and everyone selling rocks oh. out of campers. Right. Someone should make a documentary That's about awesome. it. It's so it's so weird and it's in the middle of nowhere. But um, that's where we meet a lot of the people who own the mines. Like people have heard of, you know, if, if you're into rocks, you've heard of these mines. Some of them are very famous and you'll meet the person who owns yeah. it or the person who bought it from the previous gentleman or, or family who owned it. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a really uh, interesting way to meet people, um, people I wouldn't meet in my normal life. And a lot of times we work through Instagram with, um, there's a miner that I work with named Ryan, who's probably close to our age. I'm not quite sure, but he, he left like a world of tech and is now like owner of a claim in Nevada yeah. and he's mining and, and supplying us directly with his material. I've never met him in person, but we talk almost every week. He's in, he's mm-hmm. out in the, you know, basically like, it looks like he's on the moon and I'm in the studio yeah. and I'm just like, this is cool. Can I buy that? Can I have that? Um, <laughs> How cool. So it, 
so we do both. I, I haven't really been rock hounding. Um, like I said, I'm not really a geologist. I like hiking, but I don't yeah. necessarily want to work that hard for my material. <laughs> it's better. I'd rather let the miners who are professionals with dynamite and backhoes and all that like equipment, right. like, they can handle, they handle that. I handle the jewelry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so where did the name come from? Young in the mountains. Young in the Mountains is the name of a, a, a children's book um, by the author Cynthia Rowley, um, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to double check that. But I think that's who wrote Sorry. I was just reading it. To okay. my, it's I a designer, baby now, too. So now I, I am, think... now I am reading that book to my baby. Um, but it was a book that my dad read us when we were growing up. And he used to change the words around. Like, the premise of the book is basically, when I was young in the mountains... I would help my dad in the boat shop and got to play with hammers when I was little. Or when I was young in the mountains, uh-huh. we tromped around the bottomlands looking for mushrooms. When I was young in the mountains, yeah. and, and that's not the story of that book, but it's basically like how the book flows. So my family would yeah. just make up our own when I was young in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and naming oh. a business is incredibly hard. And I just... Mm went for it and the idea was you know because i was living in san francisco i think i maybe was 23 and i was so into everything about urban life and city life and um but when i moved to san francisco i realized that my childhood was actually really unique compared to all the friends i was meeting from all around the world like i grew up in the river bottom like completely unattended just creating and fantasizing Mm -hmm. in the woods and so it kind of made me feel special and I was kind of wanting to remember where I came from while I was in the city, you know, meeting lots of international people and exploring the world, but still kind of remembering where I came mm-hmm. from and how simple it is or it yeah. was being young in the mountains. Oh, I love that. How great is that story? That's wonderful. That's really, really cool. Well, I was just going to say, we talked a little bit about, um, just super briefly, but I loved, I loved what you said, you know, that, so you, I guess maybe take us back to, so you moved from San Francisco, you started the business, what happened next? You know, like, did it just take off immediately? Was it sort of a slow progression? How did, how did that part look? Um, it's, it's a slow progression. It's a slow boil, but you know, when it starts to boil, it go, it is on, <laughs> but I've been, yeah. I've been wanting to be here and I've been looking forward to this day and this success for a really long time. I think I always, this was always yeah. my plan and I never quit even when I had no money and you know, I had, I couldn't pay my rent. I had to wait tables. I had to do all of that, but I always spent every hour extra making stuff. And, and it was never necessarily like, to make money, but it was because it had to get out of me. Like I said, I can't have yeah. idle hands. So I always, I think I've always been very driven and I do, I am intrigued with like advertising and storytelling. Um, and so yeah. I think having that kind of side interest, plus the fact that my hands always were creating was, mm-hmm. was a prime for a brand. And once I put it under the name Young in the Mountains, while I was in San Francisco, it became just a lot more like solidified. And it was, then the ball was really rolling and I started um, focusing on what I was offering. And I always loved jewelry because I'm really interested in utility. 
I, I like drawing and yeah. I like painting and I, again, my hands can do it, but it always seemed um, to me un, a little unnecessary if you can't touch it or use it or uh, wear it. Like, mm -hmm. I, so I, I'm interested in things that you can use. Um, so jewelry and ceramics were something I explored for a long time, but then ceramics are incredibly hard and there's a lot of loss, a lot of breakage <laughs> that you can't control. And, and also it just seemed yeah. like jewelry, you know, no one hands down a soap dish to the next generation yeah. and, or no one presents a soap dish and says, yeah. I love you so much. Please, you know, yeah. wash your hands and look at the soap dish and think of me like that just doesn't happen. <laughs> so, so, so. As I as I had limited time, I started focusing on the most important thing I could do, which is jewelry. It wasn't even engagement jewelry at that yeah. point. It was just weird jewelry you could wear to remember something that happened or to celebrate something. Yeah. And, and and then I had clients just ask me to make them wedding rings, and they wanted to use gold. Mm -hmm. and they wanted to, they had a big family diamond, and they kind of had a vision. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do that. You know, like sure, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and then, it, and then from there, it was just really beautiful. It was like really beautiful. And I thought, okay, cool. Like they're going to, you know, they're going to wear these rings and they're going to talk about love. And, and that just, I got addicted right then. Yeah. I was going to say, are you still making a lot of the jewelry yourself or are you, do you have a whole team who makes it like how, what's your process now yeah, as so your business has grown? I've made... Yeah, it's definitely changing a lot in the last, um, I'd say two or three years. I was making everything. I was doing all the appointments. I was, um, the only thing I don't do is set the large diamonds because that's a very type mm -hmm. A, te uh, type A, very <laughs> important part of the step, especially if you're talking about like a huge center stone, like the diamonds mm -hmm. in your ring, Shauna, like we, I, those were set in yeah. our studio. Like those are, that's a yeah. different technique. Um, so yeah. I started, um, and, and then that's a good point. Like once I had help, like if I was collaborating with a diamond setter, I was like, oh, I can do so much more. I have this, I have these other hands that can help me and, and realizing, mm -hmm. um, the possibility when you have help, it opens so many doors. And now I just look for help everywhere on everything. It's, it's the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever done yeah. is not do everything myself. Yeah. But I definitely did yeah. everything myself for a really long, long time. And, um, now I live in Denver and I met someone, um, who is, you know, was my first employee here. And, and then I finally like met my match and met my creative equal who, who I could collaborate with, talk to mm -hmm. about creativity and business. Um, her name's Hannah. And, and then from there, we just started yeah. meeting other people and thought, well, why don't you join us? Why don't you try? Oh, you're good at that. Cool. Like come in and let's do it together. And yeah. And as soon as there's, you know, there's more emails that need to be answered. So then you find someone who's really good at communication and, and really has good people skills. And yeah. so now we're a team of five and we've got um, two full-time jewelers. I was one of the full-time jewelers. I was the third, but then I went on maternity leave um, and I had my baby in March. So I've been, I've really kind of been out at the beginning of the year because of, uh, you know, being safe because of COVID while I was pregnant and then having the baby yeah, and, yeah. and being on maternity leave really separated me from the, um, from the dirty work, I'll call it like the, the epoxy and the stones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that really sent me into my, um, I wear my CEO hat most often these days. And, yeah. and it's been a really creative 
process to learn how to enjoy Excel and how to, how to really like um, have fun with numbers. And yeah. I'm enjoying all of that, but it is not my first nature. Um, but I like learning. Yeah. That's my favorite thing in the world. And, and anytime I have new territory and new things to learn, I do get really activated and it feels it feels similar yeah. to that first time you get like new watercolors and then you're like, Ooh, like mm-hmm. this is, Oh, look at this mm-hmm. green. I feel that way about Excel now. And, yeah. and I, and I like to think of how my, like <laughs> my 18 year old self would never have seen this coming. No. How like how no. soothing it is to color, <laughs> all. Co- to color coordinate an Excel sheet. Like that is like painting to me right. now. And it's my younger <laughs> self would believe how mm. how great though that you've yeah. been able to embrace that that CEO side of things yeah. and it's awesome that you've been able to embrace that right because a lot of times you know and um we talked about this yesterday you know it's a lot of times that's where we get stuck you know as creatives we make and we love what we make but it is it is a difficult jump from maker to uh, business owner, to business runner, yep. to CEO, you know, and employee manager, yep. people manager, product manager, all that. That's a, yes. it's a big jump and it's, it's a tough transition. So I think it's great that you kind of just dove in and went with it, you know? Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm very grateful for all the resources and like being an artist in this age with the internet yeah. and social media um, it's, it's an amazing place to be because I know what it was like for my dad, who was an artist in his life and didn't have that, uh, connections and, and it was hard yeah. to scale. And, and because of, you know, when, when I'm living scale is, is, is a daily topic with everything everywhere. Like yeah. it's all about getting bigger and finding new audiences and, um, I'm really grateful that you can just Google your problem and find unlimited resources on how to, how to, you know, be yeah. a good HR manager to your employees. Like I've never actually had a job. Yeah. So uh, the fact that I'm managing <laughs> five people, <laughs> I've never had a job besides like an art job or restaurant work. So it's sort of be like, you know, what does a COO do? What does a principal designer do? Yeah. Like those are all things I just Google yeah. and like learn about and teach myself. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so having the resource of the internet is just amazing. And podcasts, I can't tell you how many, like how much I learn on podcasts like yours and, mm-hmm. um, and many other like, you know, kind of female entrepreneur yeah. podcasts. It's like, that's where I have my degree. Yeah. I feel like that's where it's from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I share a love for learning. I know Shauna does oh, as well. I, I, my favorite thing to dig into is books and so anytime anytime I go into Barnes Noble and come out with a huge stack I I tell my husband this is this is my continuing education this is my degree yes it's like (laughs) okay all right we we paid for him to get a master's degree so he's not going to argue with me yeah it's your turn (laughs) yes exactly so where do you get your inspiration I know you make so many different kinds of designs so I'm sure you get inspiration from everywhere but I think what drew Shauna to you and what I find really striking is just how unique your jewelry is. It's very, you've just maintained this, um, what seems to be this authenticity to yourself and to your style. And mm-hmm. um, even things that do look a little bit more traditional still have this like, 
It's They've got your stamp yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. This yeah I love that. Thank you for saying that. So where where does that all um, come from? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I, when you're when you're operating like I am as a as a company, because it's I'm not just an artist for fun. I'm a, I run a company. Um, yeah. You know, and you, you create collections and so collections need to be cohesive and similar. So I think I've just learned how to, t I, I know what my design elements are. My palette is yeah. triangle wire and serrated silver and, and on and on. Like there are these mm -hmm. things that I incorporate over and over and over again. So that when you see a ring on someone's hand and you're familiar with my brand, you'll go, oh, is that Young in the Mountains? Because you now recognize the triangle band and you recognize the serrated silver. Yeah. And, and I think there's unlimited combinations of those maybe, I bet, I bet there's eight little things that I do all the time. And not every ring's gonna have all eight, but um, combined with the different stones we use, um, I think that the inspiration is just sort of in pattern identification. Um, that's yeah. something I, I was thinking of, uh, what is my superpower? I was talking about this with my, my stepdad and I was just like, I think I'm really good at just like <laughs> pattern recognition. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but I, yeah. I, I see something and immediately my brain starts being like, oh, that's like this and like this, and that's like that. And you've seen that before. And yeah. all of a sudden there's like 15 images in my brain swirling around and I'm really good at then pulling from that sort of brainstorm out the few things that are going to make the new piece if that makes sense and now mm -hmm. that i'm on a team yeah. and they know my style it's really cool to see them use those eight elements that they've recognized in my original work and they innovate mm -hmm. they innovate yeah. but it looks just like i made it because they're using the elements that i started with yeah. um sometimes it is fun to get really weird. You know, we, we try to make time to make these one of a kind art pieces. And, and it's something I want to do more and more of is just weird one of a kind art, um, collectible pieces. Um, yeah. that is going to be an element of the business. But like I was saying, like to be a company, I need to have product that's reproducible by yeah. their hands. Yeah. And yeah. also it needs to be, um, something that can last a lifetime too. So I don't necessarily have unlimited ability to create because certain things won't mm -hmm. last and we mm -hmm. we come up with a lot of styles and if we're getting too many responses i'd say two responses where someone's like oh this scratched my baby or you know something yeah. something isn't right i'll drop it that that style doesn't mm -hmm. exist anymore yeah. because i can't have that feedback in the world i can't have someone being like i like my ring but it yeah. scratched my baby and i got you know that's not something I ever want people to be spreading about my company. So we're really good yeah. at, um, if we can't fix it, we just don't offer it. And it's sad sometimes because yeah. beautiful things have gotten put to the wayside. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's why maybe the collection that in what you're saying that it really looks special and it really looks um, noticeably young in the mountains is because the things that work are all kind of similar. And so then they present really well yeah. as like a tight collection and then changing the stone, like your ring, it has azurite. That would be yeah. a completely different set with black diamonds and like a bouquet yeah. egg at center stone. It would look yeah. like a completely different piece, although it's the same shape. Yeah. So, so we yeah. have a lot of flexibility in like the colors and the tones that we use, which is fun. And then, you know, people get to yeah. choose what kind of stone they are. You're like, Sean, you're obviously like bright blue. Like yeah. that's you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. I love that he picked it. He kept going back and forth between some, I don't know what the stone was, but he showed me y'all's messages. It was black and um, he could not decide. And then finally he asked a couple friends of mine and they all said, blue, that's it. Do the blue, do the Azurite. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. And you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but that, that Azurite is from a mine and it's called the inspiration mine. So that's oh, like I even not know that. like more special, like when you know, like, I mean, I, of course, yeah, immediately the name looked of the up the meaning the... of the stone. Oh, I'm going to write that down. How cool. Yeah. That See, is, I love stuff like that. That is you really know, I mean, cool. I get into that. I love how you have such, I don't know, you probably do realize it or aware of it. The the blend of the business savvy and that willingness to like yeah. lean into big scary purchases and growth yeah. and allowing other people to collaborate with like the baby you've created, um, yeah. that and then combined with the create the creative side of it is such a unique combination. So I yeah. love hearing so many of the things that you're talking about about bringing on help about. Um, creating you know we say we say it create and automate so you create Mm -hmm. you need to get yourself in a position where you can create it and then you can let it go so that it can be reproduced in a way that makes your business sustainable and um so i love hearing that like in action in practicality and and you obviously you're doing it beautifully so i know you have a flagship store in denver are your and your jewelry sold online but is it sold in other stores as well or are there others you know other young in the mountains shops that are in other locations that people can shop from yeah that's another great question um so so i um early on was selling wholesale so that's that's like um creating mm-hmm. collections that i then offer to store owners that then they yeah. mark up and then sell to their clients so um i was always doing wholesale um very early on i, I had a lot of accounts like even when i was like really young i was like going to like the cool store that i wanted to work at and be like will you sell my jewelry mm-hmm. and and I was a shop yeah. girl at like several different like boutiques in San Francisco. So um, that sort of like retail sales, that's where mm-hmm. I was really learning about what sells and how you listen to like what clients are talking about. So wholesale has always been huge. Um, a lot of it I did organically myself, just reaching out. Um, I would advise mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to do this too, is I would sit down on a Monday and I would just send 10 emails to 10 stores every Monday. And like, eventually people Mm -hmm. start writing you back. You just have to not quit. You just keep going. And then I got a sales rep. Um, It really exploded when I got, again, help. I I had Mm -hmm. professional do her professional job, but, you know, taking my jewelry and showing it all around the country. She'd go to shows in LA, New York, and, you know, it does cost money. But at that point, you know, you can negotiate contractually, like how you want to work with people. So I did a, um, instead of a retainer, which is what most reps want, um, we were working on a, um, a percentage basis. So she made money only Mm -hmm. if I made money. And that was able to, uh, allowed me to say yes to working with her. So yeah, I've been featured in well over a hundred account, a hundred stores. Um, I mean, I, I would dare to say 150 different stores at any time have sold Young in the Mountains jewelry, mm-hmm. um, um, including a lot of international accounts like in Japan and Australia, which is really cool. Um, mm, and, yeah. and yeah, so that's really neat because what it does is allow me to have an audience, but without having to like maintain relationship with them. They see me in these other stores, yeah. which they admire, 
but then they come back to our website. And so right now we're focusing on engagement sales, which is, you know, sold direct mm -hmm. to the client. Um, but they usually see something less expensive in a store in their local community. And they're like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm interested in those looks. And then they find our website and whether or not they're getting engaged then, or they plan to celebrate later, they'll have found us. Nope. Um, so I don't really have any plans to open flagship stores or any more physical stores besides mine in Denver. Uh -huh. um, that was even before COVID, like, you know, retail is yeah. changing, but uh, it yeah. was always my plan to stay very slim. And right now we're developing a way to have um, like a, a sample set of our engagement. Um, it's, mm -hmm. a, it, it's a real gold, real diamond set of every, um, you know, it's more of those solitaire styles that will go out to different satellite mm -hmm. showrooms, almost like a Tupperware party. Yeah. That's the only way I can explain yeah. it. It's like, imagine you were at <laughs> a Tupperware fun. party, but it was, it was, um, <laughs> it was engagement rings and cause it's a big yeah. purchase and you often want to see it on your hand first, but yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really want to have all the overhead of like a, a, a store in every city. Right. So this is going to be a really yeah. neat new style, new, new way. Um, so we're innovating. It's taking a long time right now. We have a satellite showroom in San Francisco, um, inside the parish mm -hmm. trust, which is a store that I used to work at when I lived there. Um, and you That's can cool. go try on our engagement rings at the parish trust, but then you order your real one through our website and it's made in Denver. That's cool. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. I mean, again, like just trying to, because we say that all the time, oftentimes it feels like, just like in the beginning when you were talking about the equipment, you know, I think right there is a lot of times where people, where creatives can get stuck and they stop because they feel like, yeah, I can't afford that right now. You know what I mean? And there's usually always some yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, there's a workaround, you know, so that's neat. That's really neat. Yeah, that's our the greatest cool. superpower as creatives is problem solving. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's such a great way to put it. Um, yeah, create a podcast I listen to, the Accidental Creative. Um, the host Todd Henry says, you know, any anyone who yeah. solves problems is a creative. That that's just yep. that's yes. what it is by yeah. definition. It's not just you know designing and coloring and all of that. It's it's solving. It's problems. not scissors and, and glue. Think, it's solving yeah. problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think so many people get stuck on the art and what they're creating that they get kind of stuck in their own head and they don't then look at like, let me just solve some problems. And we've had some really fun guests on here recently, like people who just sort of, you know, opened a bed and breakfast at 24 yeah. and bought a yeah. floral business that it seems like 24 is like the magic age for a lot of, right. a lot of, yeah. these, <laughs> a lot of these kids. Um, yeah. But, Anyway, um, I, I also love the range of jewelry that you create. So we've talked a lot about yeah. engagement rings, and that's obviously something you do really well. But but you offer a variety of, of other kinds of jewelry as well, kind of everyday wear and necklaces mm -hmm. and, um, yep. and all sorts of things. So how do you, I guess, how do you manage it all? Um, because I think for some people yeah. hearing all the things you do, like I've got a sales rep and then we've got, we're managing the studio and we're designing collections and we're, um, mm -hmm. yeah. so how are you managing it all and still having that kind of prolific creative output where you're able to offer so many different products? What's kind of the secret weapon right. to doing all that? <laughs> And you have a baby. Um, right. That is really good. And I have a baby. Yeah. I think getting <laughs> help 
That's yeah. it. It's yeah. help. I don't Just do it all. Help. I get I get credit for doing it all, but I never <laughs> admit to doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have help. I just have amazing help. How does social media play into your business now? Seeing studio tour every day. It's what I want to share. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to share. Like if I don't want to share, I don't post, you know, if I, if I do want to share mm-hmm. and it's just more about sales, you know, you can tell it's just like this ring is available. Would you like it? But if I'm really feeling it, um, it's, Hey, this is how our hands hurt. Like, this is how dirty yeah. our nails are. And like, we're, we're in, we're really like in this working for you to make you happy. And, and depending on my day, you know, I share different elements of what, what the life is. And, um, I think as the business has grown, it's definitely a lot more polished. It's definitely more of like a brand identity. You don't see pictures of me. Cause again, it's not just me. Um, when yeah. it was just me and it was on social media, like kind of when Instagram, that would be like 2012 when Instagram was sort of people were, I was just getting familiar with it. It was a lot more mm-hmm. about me and a lot more about my history and what I thought about art. And, and I shared yeah. a lot of those, um, expressions and ideals, but, but now that we're a team, um, I'm just trying to share what we do and, it's really, it's really lovely. And my favorite thing on Instagram to do is go click over to like where we're tagged, the tagged photos of Young in the Mountains. Like yeah. it makes me want to cry every time I go through all these people getting engaged and all these people celebrating new babies or graduations or weddings. Like it's just amazing because we're yeah. in every single one of those photos. I don't know those people. I don't, you know, they know yeah. me, they know us. Um, interact with them and but there's just so many it's it's really hard sometimes to keep track of but it's my favorite thing to do to go you know we might we might send out a ring and then you know the person is holding on to it for six months before they propose so when I get tagged in a photo six months later I'll yeah. look at that stone and I'm like oh that one that one was so pretty yeah. and, and and all of a sudden I see like yeah. a big smile on the the, the recipient's face and and it just is amazing and it makes me want to go back to work Like it makes me want to go like do a really good job again. And I don't know if there's another like field where you, or, you know, I'm not sure what other people's creative lives are like, but like to get that sort of affirmation daily, it's the best Mm -hmm. coffee, you know, it's the best, like, (laughs) like it's like, we're all addicted to it. We need it. And when we get it, it only makes us want more and to do it again and again and like keep getting those smiles. That's why I, that's why I'm really into the engagement work. You can tell I'm like, yeah. people still present yeah. necklaces yeah. for like the birth of a child. And like, that is really special, but something about seeing like those proposal photos, it is so full of power. Mm. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. good moment in people's lives. What I yeah. love seeing is, is that while you use social media yes. very powerfully to build a brand and, and all of that, you, you have this very robust side of your business that's happening outside of that. And I think what, yeah. what we see a lot of in our mentoring is that people are trying to completely like, while well, I'm on Instagram now, why am I not growing? What's, you know, yeah. I thought that was yeah. kind of the thing and it's, it's a tool and, and hearing you talk about it, you're using it as, you know, as a way to, to share your brand with others, as a way to engage with, um, people who are using your products or gifting your products to other people. 
Yeah. Um, but it's, and then it's your coffee. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I think that's, um, yeah. that's such a great and, and a very healthy perspective for a business. Like yeah. it's there and it's important, but it's not the end all be all. There's a lot of other work that happens outside of what's on social media. So much, so much. There's so much that happens that I often feel that like pressure to share where I'm like, oh, this should be made yeah. public and this should be made public. But like, I'm really interested in modesty. I think it's, it's yeah. just like the world needs more oh, modesty and, and not in, yeah. not in, you know, there's a lot of different meanings for modesty, but I mean that like, not just because it, it, you know, I think a lot right now in our world, people don't believe it happened unless it was photographed or they don't, they don't believe <laughs> right. that it's right. worthy unless it has X amount of likes. And that's just yeah. not a good place to get caught up because that's not good motivation. Like so much good happens behind the scenes in our studio and, and in our lives. And yeah. I think it can just be there. That's a great place yep. for it to stay. Um, yeah. And maybe oh, it's I just me that. not having the energy to like turn my life inside out for the public. Cause that would be a big energy. You know, I don't have much spare energy these days. So what I release is very controlled. Um, but yeah. that, like, yeah, I, I enjoy, the, I really truly enjoy privacy. Like no one knows what I look like, mm. you know, very rarely yeah. do you see my face on the Young in the Mountains um, Instagram because like I said earlier, I'm not the only one doing the work and I don't want to be the one that only receives the praise and the credit. Um, yeah. Therefore, I say, I just sort of speak in the we a lot on Instagram. I'm like, we did mm -hmm. this, we, we are doing, we're so happy even though I'm the one typing, mm -hmm. it's me run. I'm the one writing all those posts, but I do it on behalf yeah. of my team because that's my job now is like, I'm the team leader. And I, you know, we are a, a yeah. unit that moves and works together. I'm just the mouth of the unit. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I think it's also important to note that, you know, that we talk a lot about that, that there's no one set path for people because, you know, if you were to talk to a social media expert today, they would tell you that your face has got to be at the forefront of your feed, you know? And I love that. Oh, we yeah. talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, or my baby. There you are know? plenty. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Babies get a lot of likes. Put your baby right. out there. Oh, yeah. I could, I could, my baby's so cute. I could break Instagram, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. Best prop right. ever, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. No, that's, I that's awesome. That. And, and so yeah. like Sean is saying, so, re so refreshing. Cause yep. that's not always what you're seeing, uh, modeled mm -hmm. out there. Um, no, I think it's, um, a tr I think it could be a very, it's a, it could be a trap to be yeah. relevant yeah. all the time would be incredibly exhausting. And if you have to mine your own life for relevancy, then, then every yeah. day you're asking yourself, am I relevant? And that's not a good way to start the day. Like, yes, of no. course you are. You don't have to prove it. Mm, I love that phrase, mining for your own relevancy. Yeah, that's, a, I see Shauna writing that down. That's, I'm writing that's it down. Like a, that's a quote. That we're <laughs> that is quotable. That you will see that on our feed with you tagged. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you have any other questions, Shauna? 
I don't think so. I feel like that was just chock full of good stuff. That is, that was just a great conversation. I just love it. Oh hearing, yeah, I, um, I can keep going. I told you. I know. I told you when we I know. checked in. We could do. <laughs> <laughs> we could do. We have to put time limits on ourselves or we could go all our day. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yep, our episodes would be two hours long. We'd just be in here chatting. I know. And you said, don't worry. It's so don't worry. It's only going to be 45 minutes. I was like, that sounds hard to only do 45 minutes. (laughs) 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 We'll have to have you back again. Cause, um, you're one of those people who just, as you're talking and sharing your story, just sharing it, like there's, there's little nuggets all through there of like that to use your analogy that we could mine for and really find Mm -hmm. some great stuff that I think would be helpful and encouraging to so many other creatives out there, whether they're creating for a hobby or they're trying to turn it into a business or they're running a business. But before we let you go, we always share a creative contraption at the end of our episodes. And this is just a, yes, yes. Some, I hope you came prepared (laughs) some kind of tool that we love using that we just want to share with others that we use it all the time. So we'd love to hear what yours is. And hopefully it's not some massive lapidary machine, but something else. Well, it's going to be. I'm sorry, it is. Go for it. Go for it. Lay it on I was going to tell you about a new tool. I just just got a new tool. It's sitting in a box. It has the funniest name. And if you Google it, you probably actually won't get pictures of what the tool is. But it's called a flat lap (laughs) vibrator. (laughs) And it's a machine. (laughs) Don't Google it. You have to go on a lapidary site. You have to go on a lapidary site and then search. Okay. So you... um, the vibrate it's a vibrating surface that like shakes and you put um you put like okay. a polishing polishing medium which looks like sand you put the sand on this like vibrating plate and then you can uh-huh. put um s- slabs of stone like um imagine something like flat and like rectangular like your iphone um and yeah. it polishes one surface of the stone like super 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 glossy almost like uh you're posting bookends at yeah. you know maybe stores big rocks that have one shiny surface well I just bought one of those for myself to make these um fun I'm gonna make these ikebana Japanese style flower arranging things out of rock it's my new it's my new little hobby project that you'll see soon but um, I'm really excited it's a a big it's a big heavy tool and that's my favorite kind okay That's awesome. I doubt it anybody is awesome. else is ever going to share that as their creative. That's right. So I love that. <laughs> but what I love hearing in that is that you're willing to um, not only like pursue things that you're curious about and want to try out, but you're willing to make that investment in them. You're willing to get the, yeah. big, t- the big heavy tool, have the space for yeah. it, spend the money on it, learn how to use it, learn, learn yeah. how you yeah. are going to use it. And, and so um, I hope that's what people hear in this, that it's like, yeah, go, but go buy the tool, go buy the, go tool. for yeah. it. Just do it. Start. Yeah. Get going. Yep. Yeah. That's well, awesome. it was so nice to talk to you. Just a delight. Yes. We'll have to have you back again. Definitely. And, um, thanks to everybody definitely. who, who joined us and please go follow. Um, it's at, at young in the mountains. You can yeah. find her on Instagram. Is your website young in the mountains.com? It is. Okay. 
Um, yes. Probably if you Google Young in the Mountains, you're going to find her, but younginthemountains.com. And then you can also find <laughs> or her. Or the on book, Instagram. or the original kids' book, too. You'll find that. You'll find that. And <laughs> that, it's a that's good read. That's true. <laughs> Which it sounds like a wonderful book. So, yeah, if you're looking for a great book to read to your kids, um, it sounds like a good one. But yeah, just really, I think um, Marielle's account is one of those accounts that when we talk about like following all the people who do what you do, like, Oh, I follow all the home decor bloggers. I follow all the artists who do my same style. I think this is a great account to follow, to get um, inspiration on color and shape um, that's in a completely different field. And it just kind of breaks up that sameness that you can see in your feed. So Mm -hmm. I would suggest that you follow her for that reason. And of course, just um, the beautiful jewelry pieces will, you'll just, want to go over to you're gonna want one yeah (laughs) (laughs) just browse a little bit that's right all right well thanks for joining us and uh, everybody we'll see you on the next episode thank you for listening to the creative exponent podcast our original theme was written by a walker spring and recorded by ellie swope and johan wagner And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.